Matthew 5, 1 through 16. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're in a series, as you know, called Adjusting Your Focus. We're trying to think about our life and adjust our focus concerning our life. What are the major issues in life? One of the things we decided to focus on was the crisis in identity. And I think you probably would agree that we have a cultural crisis in terms of identity all over the map. People are really struggling to come to a real self-understanding, to know who they are. You hear those phrases. Um, But it's not just a contemporary crisis. It's an ancient crisis. It's always been there. Any of you who have ever studied philosophy know this crisis and know the issues related to it. I want to say at the outset, though, that I understand the crisis personally. My struggle with self-identity might not be the same as yours. Uh, There's all kinds of issues I have not struggled with in my life. All kinds of issues. And I know other people who have as it relates to their identity. But over the years, I'm 62 now, I've struggled with my own identity. I've struggled with questions like, who am I? I have struggled with questions like, how am I wired? What am I good at? I've struggled with questions about choices I've made. Did I make the right one? If I'd have made a different choice, would I have experienced more meaning in my life, more satisfaction? Just a quick example. Growing up in my context, there's all kinds of choices I could have made that I didn't even know about. 
And now I look back and think, oh my, if I'd only known what I've chosen that. So I've got two kids. One of them is a full-time professor. I would love to have been a full-time professor. I really would have. I'm a part-time professor now at IU. One of my students is here this morning for the first time. I'm not going to call him out, but it's great to have you. <laughs> I, I would love to have been a full-time professor. I love sports, you know that, because I talk about it a lot. My, my daughter is a sideline reporter for a major league baseball team. I, are you kidding me? I would have loved to have done that. <laughs> but I never even thought about it. I, I sit there and analyze games. It's just part of what I do. I can't help myself. So I've, I've gone through those phases in my life of trying to come to a self-understanding, and a lot of times it has to do with decisions I've made or not made. But here, after all these years, is what I have come to understand. I've come to understand that in the quest for meaning in life, in the quest for my own personal identity, I cannot be my own North Star. When I turn inward for meaning, I become confused and sometimes even self-destructive. The quest for self-understanding is not necessarily looking inward at least not at the beginning. True self-understanding, in my opinion, as we noted last week, comes from when we acknowledge that we're made in the image of God. And then we ask the question, what does it mean to reflect the image of God? That's the baseline for our self-understanding. So today I would like to explore the way in which choosing God's mission is another baseline principle in our own self-understanding. I'm not choosing a career here. I'm not choosing which major. Those are all difficult choices. I'm moving further back than that. And I'm suggesting that we need to choose to believe and to act as though we were made in the image of God. And we need to choose the mission of God. Because if we're made in the image of God, then it's natural that we should be about the mission of God. So how do we enter into the mission of God? I chose the passage from the Beatitudes to remind us all about what the mission of God on earth is. We could put it differently. When we think about the mission of God... We realize that to become fully human is to enter that mission. What does that mission look like? He tells us that those who enter the mission of the kingdom of God on earth receive certain blessings. And here are those blessings. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Those that acknowledge they are helpless and hopeless without God 
And so they put their trust in God. They don't think they're all that. They don't believe they have the answers. They don't believe they could even trust themselves. They put their hope and trust in God. Blessed are those who mourn to enter that kingdom of God, which really does give us our true identity, is to be brokenhearted over the world's suffering and to be brokenhearted over our own sin. The way in which we destroy relationships, the way in which we make life difficult for others, the way in which the list goes on and on. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, recognize their helplessness. Blessed are those who mourn over sin. Blessed are the meek. They're going to inherit the earth. The meek are those who know their own ignorance. They're humble. They're humble enough to know their own ignorance and their own need. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those who want to possess complete righteousness. And they're always in a quest for it. Not partial righteousness, but the real righteousness of God. Complete, whole righteousness, which makes us fully human. Blessed are the merciful, not just those who pity someone else. There's a combination of Greek words that's helpful at this point. If we were to put the two Greek, uh, the Greek word and the Hebrew word together to understand this passage, it would mean something like this. It would mean those who are able to get inside the mind of someone else and to feel life from their perspective. Blessed are those who are that kind of merciful. You want to be fully human? That's part of being fully human. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. They have an undivided heart when it comes to following God. Blessed are those who are peacemakers. Not trying to make everything perfect because we know it cannot be, but seeking for the highest good in every individual. For those of you who know me, I am not inclined to quote any politicians. Um, But since this one's dead and gone and seems to be a person of character, (laughs) I will quote him. He said, I would like it to be said of me that I pulled up a weed and planted a flower where I thought it would grow. Abraham Lincoln. Well, he was a wartime president, but he was a peacemaker. He was trying to pull up the reeds and plant something better. That's what a peacemaker is. That's what we're called to be. That makes us fully human. Blessed are you when you're persecuted. For righteousness, Nate, not just persecuted because you're stupid and making dumb mistakes and (laughs) being ignorant and irritating people. But blessed are you when you're persecuted for being righteous and following Jesus. Blessed are you. (laughs) They kind of go together sometimes, don't they? 
um, stupid Christ followers. I, I, I think I've seen a few, and I think I've been one of them. We, we hardly know the slightest thing about persecution in our world. We think we do. We don't know anything about it. All we have to do is read the New Testament to find out about it, or read the history of the church to find out about it, or read some of the stories of people in other parts of the world who are continuously persecuted just because they want to follow Jesus. That's not our lot in this life. But we should expect persecution. And we shouldn't be wimpy, whiny Christians who get irritated because we're persecuted. We shouldn't, may I say this, try to construct laws that make sure that we're not persecuted. We're going to be persecuted. And we will be blessed because of it. We need to just chill out and follow Jesus. So the first thing we do to become fully human, according to the scripture, is to enter the kingdom, to choose to enter the kingdom, to live the Beatitudes. The second thing we can do to find our deepest level of humanity is to surrender to the kingdom, which is to say, surrender to the king. This troubling statement was made by Jesus that goes right to the heart of this identity question. If you want to find yourself, you must lose yourself for my sake and the gospel. You're looking for the wrong thing when you're looking for yourself and you stop there. If you want to find yourself, you lose yourself for my sake and the gospel. In other words, it's unconditional surrender, and then we find ourselves because we've attached ourselves to the kingdom of Jesus. Here's the way um, a very popular Christian author put it in really bold relief. It was C.S. Lewis. He said, when you look at that statement of Jesus, here's what it means. It means give me all of you. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your talents and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you, all of you. And here's the harsh reality that Lewis says, I have not come to torment or frustrate your natural self, but to kill it. No half measures will do. I don't want to only prune a branch or two here or there. Rather, I want to take the whole tree out. Hand it over to me, the whole outfit, all your desires, all your wants, all your wishes, all your dreams, turn them over to me. And all of it. Give yourself to me. And I will give you a new self. One that is created in my image. 
I will exchange yourself for myself. My will shall become your will. My heart shall become your heart. We become fully human, according to the Bible, when we choose to enter the kingdom and live according to the Beatitudes. We become fully human when we surrender to the king and his kingdom. And finally, we become fully human by making a commitment to the kingdom. I mean, an unconditional commitment to the kingdom. Very quickly, I scanned through on Saturday how many weddings I could recall having performed. I know I missed a bunch, but I got up to 50 and then I quit. It's a lot of weddings. Every one of them involved premarital counseling. Every one of them, people were just dazzled by the fact that they were going to be together forever. And not one single one of them ever came to the wedding planning to separate. Not one. What did they come to the wedding with? A commitment. I know divorce happens. I know that divorce sometimes is necessary. I'm not going into that. I'm just making a point. People don't come to a wedding with ambivalence routinely. They come with absolute commitment. And they come and they repeat vows. So if you're going to enter the kingdom of God and be fully human, you must come like that with full-throated commitment. And a promise to never turn back. No matter how bad the persecution, no matter how much disillusionment might be in your heart, and it will come, no, ma- no matter how small your faith is, because sometimes it will seem like it's gone, no matter, you stay with your commitment to stay in the kingdom. And when you do, you find your identity. Just the conclusion of the matter, just so you know, it, it's 11.29, one minute left. Here's the conclusion of the matter. To be fully human, you choose the kingdom, you surrender to the kingdom, and you make a commitment to the kingdom. There are a bunch of people here and around the world who would I, I would classify as believers. They believe in Jesus. They believe in God. They even believe in the teachings of Jesus. But the question is, have they really surrendered to Jesus? Now, instead of the pointing the finger to all these people unnamed that are out there, how about if we just do this? Have I completely committed to Jesus? Have I completely surrendered to Jesus? Have I completely entered into the life of Jesus? If I want true meaning, I must do that. And when you do, by the way, 
It's not on-the-spot obedience. It's a life. When you do, you will find your identity. You will find the person that you were made to be. Let's pray. Lord, we um, thank you that we're not just out there trying to figure out things on our own. We know full well that we were created in your image and we're not an accident. We know full well that we were created to be in relationship with you just like we are in relationship with our friends, our neighbors, our families. God, we know you're that real. So we pray you will help us to make that a serious objective to enter the life of Jesus in such a way that we really kind of lose ourself. Our mission becomes the mission of Jesus. Our life becomes the life of Jesus. Our commitment is singularly to Jesus. And when we do that, Lord, we, we, we reject the idea that we are our own gods. And when we look at Jesus, we realize that there's a model. He was truly human. More human than any other human being. And his humanity and his full humanness was inseparably linked to obedience to the Father and the mission he was given. So, Lord, help us to be that as we follow Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.